And now, all rise for our national anthem. Logbook. My name is Dan Katie, and I am here today with our guest, John Boggess from St. Albans, West Virginia, one of our actors and singers and musicians and all-around creative human. <laughs> um, so how are you doing, John? I'm doing pretty good today. Good. Things have been going well. Good. How so? Uh... Well, I think in the past, when I've come into the theater, past few months, ever since the new school year started, I'd come in and say, yeah, I'm doing fine, and that may have not always been so true, but recently I think things have been working out, getting getting back to where I like what I'm doing, and I think I'm pretty good. I can confidently finally say I'm doing pretty well. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. You were You were accepted... Into Seton Hall. Oh, uh, yes. Seton <laughs> Hall in New Jersey. In New Jersey. Yeah, we tried. We really <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny how that came along because um, I was getting letters from colleges uh, giving me codes to uh, put in free applications to their schools. And all of these letters I was getting, I was like, I don't want to go to any of these schools. They're just like <laughs> not good schools. It's just like they're giving us waivers, so we'll apply and show up, I guess. But <clears throat> yeah, um, <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> sure. um, but yeah, I uh, I got one from Seton Hall, and I was like, what the heck is Seton Hall? And then I, I saw the logo, and I was like, oh, I know that logo. I see that every year in March Madness. That's right, NCAAs. <laughs> so that's when I knew it was a, a pretty decent school. I mean, if they, they're they playing D1 sports and stuff like that. So I, I looked into it, and they had a pretty nice campus, and all of a sudden this idea of running away to New Jersey just sounded – so fantastic to me. <laughs> so I, I put a little bit of faith into it, and I applied and got everything worked out, and uh, they accepted me, and it was looking pretty good. But then, you know, I get the dread of fa dreaded FAFSA letter, and it was not too good. <laughs> 35000 a year, so... Guess we're settling for Marshall. Well, you know what? Marshall's not a bad school. Right. We, we in West Virginia have a habit of downplaying all of the other educational um, institutions in the state. But actually, Marshall's a pretty good school. Mm -hmm. what, yeah. are you, what are you going to study? Um, I'm still kind of thinking, but right now the big thing is mathematics. That's what I'm uh, signed up to go do is be a part of their mathematics school. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, but... I. I've always just had this idea of sports broadcasting, and uh, I don't know. It's been screaming at me lately to, to jump back at that because, you know, currently I have a C in calculus, and <laughs> you do quite a bit of calculus and mathematics at college, so. <laughs> well, you never know. Yeah. You know, most of us, 
Most of us change majors five or six times before uh -huh. we finally settle in. So. Yeah, and on the bright side, I mean, I have to take a calculus class in college anyways, so maybe I can see how that first college calculus class goes before I there decide on giving up on mathematics yeah. or not. <laughs> excellent. Excellent choice. Sports. You are a sports yeah. fanatic. You, yeah. are, you are. Not Not necessarily all sports. It's mainly just football and a little bit of basketball, but uh, I keep quite up with the NFL and uh, here and there the NBA. Huh, very cool. And you play tennis. Yes, yes, I do play tennis. Um, in middle school, I was actually quite the, the sports guy in middle school. I ran cross country, I wrestled, and I played tennis. But when I got to high school, I was just thinking, I need to stick with one. So I stuck with tennis. Ah, very good. Very good. So we lose you every spring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'm hoping this spring I'm just going to work it out. That would be cool. we yeah. got some good shows coming up this spring. Mm -hmm. I'd love to have you in them, God knows. Wow. Sports broadcasting. So I asked you this before. I'm going to ask you this again. Do you want to do a sports segment on, on the podcast from now on? If the people would be interested, I could try and work something out. I think it would be a ball. I, you know, I mean, we got we got Ruben doing music. Do yeah. do a a short segment. Do yeah. a three to five minute like I, Ruben. Yeah. I guess if that was a possibility, it would give me uh, a place to do it and might look good on for college if that's what I well, ended up doing. You know, yeah, I think it'd be fun. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll give it a shot if you want. Okay. All right. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. This is this is going to be this is the <laughs> inaugural of the inaugural of of, of John Bugis and Sports. Yes. That'll be cool. That'll be very good. We don't we don't you know, we we in in the in the arts and especially in theater have the reputation of being very apathetic towards the arts, if not totally ignorant, not the arts of sports. Um if not totally ignorant of sports, it would be nice to know that uh, someone within our realm has has a, a deeper interest. Yeah. And on that note, what what do you know about the about the cheating scandal with uh, with uh, um, the um, the Patriots? No, oh. the, the ba baseball. Oh, um, uh, yeah, baseball. Uh... Do you, what were the teams that were involved? Yeah, in that? exactly. I can't remember them now <laughs> I, either. Um, I feel oh. like there was a book that I had to read. Oh, in the Rangers. To, it was Texas Rangers. Yeah, I, I've um, definitely heard of the scandal, but I baseball just isn't one of the sports that I actually keep up with too well. Yeah. So I don't know entirely everything about it, but I know I know what you're talking about. I've read about it somewhere they, before. Yeah, they stole signs. They were stealing signs from from the the opposing team, yeah. and then they won the World Series. Uh -huh. And I'm not quite sure that I think that they should keep the trophy. And I, you know, yeah. I know they've been censured, and I know they've been fined out the wazoo, and I know that they can't get any more uh, draft picks for like two years. Mm -hmm. But morally, you know, I think it's you kind of have to draw the line, don't you? Right. And I, I see where you're saying with like removing the trophy. You know, we've seen things like that before. Like there was a Heisman uh, Trophy winner. Uh, he's a very popular sports guy, and I should know his name, but I don't want to say what I think it is, and okay. it'll be wrong. Uh, but there was a guy who won the Heisman Trophy, actually, um, uh, not too – well, it was quite a bit back. But uh, they didn't think that he deserved the Heisman Trophy after they looked into uh, some of his uh, situations, and they removed his Heisman Trophy, and they didn't re-award it. They just 
that year there was not a Heisman Trophy winner because uh, they removed uh, his trophy. So huh. they have done things like that before where they removed the trophy because they didn't think the – well, in that case it was a person that didn't necessarily sure. deserve it. But if a team doesn't deserve it, a team doesn't deserve it. Yeah. It's a as, – as competitive as things are, mm-hmm. you know, you wonder. I Pete Rose and, and is still trying to get into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, no – I, I can't, I, you know, if I w- had been asked an opinion, I, I maintain that opinion that mm-hmm. when you cross the line, you cross the line, and it's really, there's not much you can do. You've, you've lost it. Yeah. So I've been giving back my Oscar and my, <laughs> my Emmy because, um, yeah, I don't deserve it. <laughs> so we're going into Lincoln. Uh-huh. Um, actually, this week. Yeah. This week, we are moving pretty much uh, a, an entirely different set than what we have up here at the theater. Mm-hmm. Onto a 20-foot truck and taking it down to Christchurch United Methodist down in in central Charleston um, because we're, we're, we're doing Lincoln with the with the West Virginia Youth Symphony. Were you there at, at rehearsal? Um, yeah, you came Monday night, last yeah, Monday night. Uh-huh. I was a little late, but I, I made it. What did it feel like to sing against the symphony i mean they were they were playing music pretty well like i i really was impressed with um the music they were making it sounded fantastic and to sing on top of it it was it was really good it's uh, i think the the two are gonna mix really well together it's it's gonna be a real uh, trial for the sound guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh yeah we've been that's daniel Chaffee is gonna is gonna run the sound for us and I've been I've been getting the mics ready and ten million miles of cords. It's going to be <laughs> yeah. plus plus the, the the lavaliers that we use. Mm-hmm. Sound is hard. That's one of the things I really like about being here in in the Elk City Playhouse is is that it is small. Yeah. We don't have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. It's just really nice. Actually, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I do have that experience with you uh, in uh, uh, Good Night Grover's Corners. Grover's Corner. Um, I I think that's 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 yeah. the one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, I did the sound with you in that, and I didn't have to do too much. It just kind of seemed like I had to adjust the sound before, and uh, uh, we worked through it there. But um, I did notice, like when you're setting up the sound in the beginning, you know, it's not terribly easy. You know, you got to get it right, and to do that throughout a whole show, I imagine it would be pretty it's, difficult. And and running up against the well, the other thing was we were in the mall. Uh-huh. You ran sound um, in the mall yeah. for us, mm-hmm. um, which was bigger than, well, noisier than it is here. Um, I, the the sanctuary over at Christchurch United Methodist is huge. Yeah, and and I guess the word is cavernous, <laughs> um, yeah. and very very lively because it's all hard surfaces. It's all the only thing that that isn't is it's carpeted. So so mm-hmm. the the floor deadens. But the walls are concrete, and then they're hardwood, um, you know, clad in places and 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 not in places. Right. And then windows, so that you don't have, you don't have anything to absorb the sound the way we have here. We have a lot of soft stuff. Yeah. In here, it's gonna be it's gonna be a challenge. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the show, though? Um, I'm having a great time in Lincoln. Actually, it's uh, it's very very good music. Like, it's probably one of the best soundtracks if not the best soundtrack that i think that i've been a part of with uh you all i just 
I really, I, really like all the music in it. I agree with you. I think Mark's score is fantastic on this. Just, mm-hmm. Yeah, and acting in it is great. You know, I mean, I know I'm a bad guy and all that, but I mean, it's just, it's a lot of fun playing the character that I get to play and um, just being on that side. And, you know, it's not <laughs> a, a very cool thing in reality, but uh, just getting to make that and be that character and let people see that character is, it's pretty fun. You, you play the, the only surviving conspirator. Yep. John John Surratt. John Surratt, yeah. And um, it's another thing I really like about it is I just get to do this show with um, a lot of my friends. Like um, a lot of the conspirators that I'm also conspirators with are really good friends of mine in this theater. And it's just something great that I can do with a, a lot of people I'm close with. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's, a, that's a nice thing to say. Yeah. And then, of course, there's Daniel, and who wants to work with Daniel? <laughs> yeah, jeez. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I get to I get to a point where you know my excitement is 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 kind of tempered by the dread of having to set it all up and move it in, and and wondering how many of you guys are going to show up to help me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think overall it's going to be good. We we sold out the. The morning, first morning performance and the second morning performance were about three quarters sold. That's good. And and the public performances, you know, they're not going to be empty. Yeah. So I know people coming. So good. We got an audience. <laughs> three, four people sitting right there in the front row. <laughs> yep. We've done it. So what was? What do you think is is the, the best role or the the role that you like the the most from from the shows that you've done with CYAC? I was thinking about this last night. Uh, <laughs> um, there's three roles that I particularly really liked that I've uh, done with CYC, and I was trying to capture really which one I would say is the best. And those three roles are Philippe in Chimes, uh, Teddy in uh, Norman Rockwell's American Love Story, and um, Randy in Cupid Falling, Cupid Rising. Oh man! And they all have their <laughs> their elements that make them. Uh, my favorite characters and it's just it's really hard to uh choose which one was my favorite but if there's one show that i think about a lot and say i really wish that one day i could just do that again it's definitely chimes i just i had a fantastic and chimes fantastic time in chimes playing philippe that was <laughs> boy that was the uh yeah that was a full-length play in essentially in iambic pentameter except for except for the Places where, where the uh, the non I don't know the non tribe, the mm-hmm. members of you know the Nick's Nick's outsider and and then when you when you spoke in in regular language, yeah, that was that was a ball mm-hmm. and yeah. crazy to do. Uh-huh. It was it was very difficult to uh, learn. Actually, I, I I had to spend a lot of time with that show, but. Uh, but as soon as I had it and we were running through rehearsals fully and doing everything right, I learned to appreciate it a lot more. And it was just, it was a role that I really had a great time with. And I was sad that when I had to give it up and it was time to move on to the next thing. <laughs> that was uh, Boris Lesbians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Doing it at the mall was nuts, but I enjoyed it. I, I that's one of those that I wish we could have had this theater for. 
Mm -hmm. I think doing it here would have been a, a really more impactful. Mm -hmm. Though I'm not sure how we could have uh, decimated the forest quite as well as we did. <laughs> right. But it was... Yeah, the forest was fantastic. I was uh, actually re-watching the tape to uh, Chimes the other day. Really? And, yeah. And the, the set just looks fantastic. Like, I... I got to see the set up close, but I never really saw it from that distance. And seeing it from that distance, it just, it looked fantastic. Cool. Yeah. Hey, nice to be appreciated. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was fun. Searsha, Searsha talks about that often, and uh, Searsha O'Brien um, talks about that often, and how it made, it made her Shakespeare classes so much easier because <laughs> she was used to speaking in, in that kind of language. Yeah. We've, we've read a lot of Shakespeare in my English class this year. And it, yeah, it does help understand quite what they're saying when you actually had to sit there and learn it and memorize it. It, it becomes easier. I definitely think I did a lot better reading those Shakespeare plays this, this year than I had in the past. Well, of course, I did that role my summer of my sophomore year. Yeah. So <laughs> I guess I've had some other Shakespeare pieces. But this year, I, I was good at it. <laughs> <laughs> Teddy was interesting. Oh, yes. I, I had a great time with Teddy. And Teddy was another one of those roles I wasn't really expecting to have. I think um, I ended up coming in late for an audition after deciding, okay, I will do it. I originally wasn't doing uh, Love Story. But I came in, and um, it was just it was a great role to play. I was I was glad that I got to be a part of that. Who who played opposite you in that? Um, who was... Who was uh... Emily. Emily. Uh, Afton. Myers. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was you mm -hmm. and Afton. Wow, that was a great duo. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, um, Devin. Devin came Devin. in. Devin Elliott came in as the older. Yeah. As the oh, older and she, she did a fantastic job with the two. Mm -hmm. As for Nick, who played, um, Teddy above the, me. Right, right. Mm -hmm. On his way to war. Right. Yeah. That was a good, that. That was a good piece. Mm -hmm. um, difficult, difficult piece to ever get yeah. right. But And I think definitely one of my favorite moments from that show is getting to do the ukulele song because <laughs> I never would have thought that uh, my ability to play the uh, ukulele would ever come in handy at theater. And then <sighs> when I was first reading through that script and I saw that, I was thinking, man, I really hope I get to play the ukulele and there's not just some <laughs> band member playing it behind me. <laughs> that was it was, it's fun because you do it live. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's, that's crazy. Yeah, a little more nerve-wracking when you have to sing and play at the same time, but and I was it, able to get through it. And act. You, mm -hmm. So you're, oh, doing, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. doing it all at the same time, yeah. and you're, you're trying to cheer Afton up and get, <laughs> get her to like you right. again. And yeah, everybody loved that little dance that I did across <laughs> the stage. That's the thing I'd hear about the most was, oh, I loved it when you did that little dance. <laughs> Interesting people. Father Father Leon was in that, and that was yep. that, and 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 KW played um, KW Morris and played Norman Rockwell. Really, really wide variety of people. I guess that's what we usually do anyway, though. <laughs> yeah. And what was the other one? You uh, I said Randy and oh. Rising. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, that's just. I just love comedy, and you just got to be so goofy in that show and <laughs> live your young life as a 
stupid freshman in high school, even though we were playing seniors in high school. <laughs> um, it was just so much fun to be a part of that. So are you going to the party, Randy? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, my my character wasn't the one that was in the parties. <laughs> yep. That was good. Good piece. You've had a you've had a good career with us. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna be sorry to see you go. I'm gonna yeah. be sorry to see you. It's go. it's been fantastic uh, being able to perform here. This is the only place that I have performed theater, and it's gonna be weird if um, when I. I'm sure in Marsh at Marshall, I'll at some point do something. I mean, I, I kind of want to minor in theater, if anything. So I'm sure my uh, theater journey will continue through college, but it's going to be weird having to find a, a new place to perform after doing this for so long. Yeah. Well, you've been part of the family, that's yep. for sure. Mm-hmm. And I'll never, never let that go. No, no, no. You'll be 40 years old and <laughs> be wandering and looking for me. I'll be dead. But. <laughs> I'd better be by then. <laughs> so it's been great having you. I I appreciate you coming in and and talking. Um, and I'm dying to see what your future holds. I yeah. think I think you've got you've got a lot of talent and a lot of intelligence. Mm-hmm. And it would be great if you became a mathematician. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll just have to see what the future has in hold. Yep. Very good. All right, we're going to listen to a little bit of music, and then we're going to come back, um, and Ruben will be here with Ruben's music, as always, and after that, we'll, uh, we'll sign off. I think, I think you, were you ever a part of, of um, um, the, the stock car musical? No, I was not. <laughs> All right, we're going to listen. We are going to listen to what, what has become an icon of the stock car musical which is the Tool song. Mm. Um, And then we'll come back. This old ranch of mine saved me time after time. From a flat tire to a tie rod or brake Though I'd give it a whack There was never a crack From all the abuse that she'd take This old branch of mine I'll not find another Another as fine though it's rusty and cold, dirty and old. To me, it's still top of the line. Goodbye, my sweet '87. You'll always be my bright star. They'll say. used to break rocks back when the racing was gloomy and slow and though I'd bust them 
I still couldn't just him. Right back down. Just as far as they'll go. These old locks of mine. You'll not find another. Another is fine, though they're rusty, cold, dirty, old. To me, they're still top of the line. Goodbye, my sweet 87. Gave it a hell of a screwdriver I've had since I stole it from dad <laughs> the summer that I dropped out of school. Just like me and you, it can take on every screw. Yeah, man. And so is my favorite tool. This screwdriver of mine I'll not find another, another as fine, though it's rusty and cold, dirty and old. To me, it's still top of the line. Goodbye, my sweet 87. You were the best by far. They'll save you a place in car racing's heaven Cause you were one hell of a car Yes, you were one hell of a car And now it's time for Music with Ruben. So, what you been listening to this week? All right. Well, uh, last week, you said you wanted to talk about Brockhampton. I do want to talk about Brockhampton. And so do I. <laughs> All right. Uh, I love Brockhampton. Brockhampton, uh, the hardest working boy band in America. Uh -huh. um, they are they are made up of currently 15 members. Holy um, smokes. Not all of them are the performing artists, Um but they count their production crew and you know all those people oh, as members good. of the band. So there's there's six artists. Uh, Kevin Abstract, who Abstract, who founded the band, um, Dom McLennan, Joba, my personal favorite, um, Merlin Wood, Bareface, and uh, I always forget one. And I just got to think for a second as to who it That's is. Right, he'll call in. Yeah. Wow, man, this I'm serious. This happened. Matt Champion. Jeez, this happens every time. I try to recall the members and I forget one. Um, I, I look up the cast and can't think of your name, so you know. <laughs> Um, but you know they have a three-person production crew. They they make the tracks. Um, uh, there's uh, Jabari Manwa, um, there's Romil Hamnani, and Kiko Merle. I, uh, I've got to explain to the audience that he is not reading. I am not reading. I am. His, I am his head, out of his head. I'm just trying to think. I've had a long day. <laughs> uh, but their graphic designer HK. 
um, their manager, John Noons, and then there's a couple others. Um, they uh, are a hip-hop pop boy band. Wow. Um, they've been at large for about two years now. Huh. Um, I actually saw a video pop up in one of my memories um, on, on Snapchat of a video of Brockhampton after they released their third um, album, uh, Saturation 3. Uh, they went on some huge program in New York that I forget the name of, where it was like this daytime talk show uh, where they got to talk about their music, and they performed one of their songs from the album on the streets of New York, walking down the streets with a, a camera facing them. It was such a cool moment for them. <laughs> cool moment for me, because I started listening to them, I think, mid-2017, which is when Saturation 2 came out. They have three albums, the Saturation Trilogy. Um, and... I, I had a friend, I didn't listen to like rap at that point, um, at all. And, uh, my friend said, listen to Brockhampton, you'll like them. And I didn't really believe him, but I listened to him. Um, and I had no clue who they were. I had never heard of them. I don't think anyone in West Virginia had even heard of them at that point. Um, so I gave him a listen and I was very, uh, very surprised by the the unique sound that they had. Huh. Uh, they they like to do a lot of pitch shifting for their vocals. Huh. Um, the beats are very um, very unique. Um, there's not there's not really a producer that I feel makes beats like their production crew wow. does. They a very very unique sound, which is why they got so popular. Um, they just recently broke into the the mainstream with a, a track off their newest album, Ginger. Uh, called Sugar. Everyone on TikTok, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. everyone on TikTok is is doing the the sugar dance. Uh, I hate it, but you know what? That's what they wanted for their careers. So I'm happy for them. It makes me happy for them as much as I uh, I don't enjoy TikTok culture. <laughs> so anything else you've listened to? Ah, uh, well, there was a a a newest release. Um came out on the 31st, actually, uh, a, a new lineup on Flightless Records, the Australian record label, um, called Bulland. That's the artist's name. And it is uh, Joey Walker from King Gizzard and the oh, Lizard Wizard. Of course it is. Uh, one of their three guitarists uh, just um, put out a, a solo album, I guess. I, I didn't realize it was him until I, I looked at a picture of him today. And I was like, oh, that's Joey. Um, but it's like an ambient dance album. Oh, wow. Very, very interesting stuff. I did not. I he released a uh, he released a track like a month ago called "The Simpsons Suck Now," and, <laughs> and I, I listened to it, and I didn't really pay much attention because I didn't know who he was. I just knew, you know, if he, if he's if he's friends with some artists that I like, if he's on the Flightless label, I'll listen to it just because you know they have they have their own. <laughs> they have their own style. Everyone there has their own style. I guess that's just an Australia thing. Uh, but I, I really enjoyed it when, when, it, when the album came out. I, uh, I like to listen to it when I go to sleep now. It's, it's, a, nice, it's a nice album to uh, vibe out to. So, so is, <laughs> is ambient dance a, 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 a whole thing? We have ambient music. More, more art, oh, ambient music. Ambient most, most music is a thing. Ambient yeah. dance music is really kind <laughs> of a almost a, you know a self-contradiction yeah it, no seriously seriously <laughs> but um you know the beat on on like every track on the album it's it's very driving 
huh. um, and the sounds are very spacey. Okay. That's the best. That's the best classification wonder, I can think. I wonder for what it. kind of dance you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Kind of like stand still and like maybe walking, wiggle a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's 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 a very it's a very niche thing. You know. <laughs> yeah, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> I. Can almost guarantee you, you won't find it in any any clubs, any school dances. That's. <laughs> but still, it's it's fun to listen to. I I enjoy things that are fun to listen to. Excellent. <laughs> so, what are your suggestions for next week? Uh, my suggestion. Uh, I I'm very excited to recommend this album. Um, my my friend's band Harborer, uh, released their third album. Wow. Uh, totally completely is the name of it. And it is such a step up from everything that uh, they've done before. Um, it's it has a way more professional sound than because because originally it was just my friend doing it by himself. He was a one man band. Then he added a couple of his friends from from his school, and it it just it just the quality increased so much. And I didn't think that it could increase because his stuff was already so good. But but now uh, now that there's three of them, they can they can do a lot more. Wow! Um, when there's people to play off of, you know, I guess music is just ten times easier to make. Um, it, we could it, have a real discussion about that sometime. Oh yeah, totally. It's it reminded me of of Radiohead, like huh. like current Radiohead, and I thought that was really cool because they're all really big fans of Radiohead, um, oh. and I already knew that about them. Um, but this is like the closest that I've 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 heard them come to it. It's it, it was it was so much fun to listen to. Uh, my favorite track for any of you that go out and listen to it is "Garden," um, written by one of the band members, Matt Ryan, uh, and then it 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 transitions into a like two minute uh, ambient instrumental track called "Parcel" that Bryce Snodgrass made and kind of. They, they, they put it together and it sounds like one complete song, just one complete thought. Um, that's that. Yeah, that's my favorite track. Go listen to Totally Completely by Harborer. Um, that's uh, H-A-R-B-O-R-E-R. Um, <laughs> that's it. Um, check them out at hrbrer.com. That'll take you to their Bandcamp page. Maybe you can buy a CD if you want. You know, they're 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 selling CDs for ten bucks. Well, yeah, check them out. Bargain at half the price. There you go. Exactly. Ruben's, Ruben's suggestions for the week. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you. See you next week. All right. That just about finishes it up for episode six. I want to thank John, John Bogus, our guest today. Plus, of course, the irrepressible Ruben Shirley for Music with Ruben. As always, music is by Mark Scarpelli and Dan Cady. The Playwrights logbook is recorded live at, um, <laughs> because it's the only way we can record it, at the Elk City Playhouse um, in scenic Elk City, district of Charleston, West Virginia. Thanks for joining us. I'll talk to you next week.